I'm never ready. Shut up. Quiet, you. City inspector. Bella, no! That's the city inspector! I'm never telling you about my dreams again. Hey, welcome back to Bella's Dream World. The one and only podcast where we analyze Bella's dreams about the city inspector. My name is Raymond Strife. I'm one of your hosts. I don't want to introduce myself after Good. that. Bella's not here today. <laughs> I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up? You, you want to tell us about something? Oh, no. It was just, what did I have to do? Oh, put my phone on silent. We were at a comedy show, and this guy, we were in the front row, right? This was on, what was it, Friday night? Uh-huh. Uh, we're all the way in the front row, all the way to the right, and there's this couple right next to us. And this dude's phone, like, you know, you have your alarm like to wake up uh-huh. that thing keeps going off every couple minutes and he keeps going like that and i'm like dude fucking i'm like turn that shit off like <laughs> i'm surprised like the comedian didn't start saying shit it was weird you just heckled him you just no i was it. just i didn't say nothing i just kept uh. looking at him like and he saw me look at him looking at him like what the fuck dude like turn that shit off I wonder and, he, what he and had... it kept like i don't know if he didn't know i put it on silent or what the fuck he stole know. that phone he just kept hitting weird. snooze instead of yeah just <laughs> yeah i don't know that's what, he what i doing. do He's that like, was kind of funny. Five minutes, still at the comedy show. So what'd All you right. do? So what'd you do? <laughs> five, <laughs> when? I don't know. For Friday. Friday? When was that? Friday. Uh, well, Wait, this yeah. morning Bella's phone has an alarm set for every five minutes because well, I kept st- I keep snoozing it. Well, I'm that's not- fine no. if you're at home trying to wake up, but not when you're in the middle of a. Okay, set I had one do- probably set for seven thirty. Then I probably had one set for seven forty-five, and then I had one set for eight. <laughs> no, you you she left the room and it went off seven thirty, seven thirty-five, seven forty, was- seven forty-five, okay. and I hit stop every time. Not Mine's snooze. like that, but it's six. I something. was still in the room at seven thirty. Okay, seven thirty-five, seven forty, seven. That's not how I set my alarms. I didn't even have those alarms. Why would here. I lie? Because I'm telling you, it was the snooze. Why would I lie about it? It, it was the snooze. I didn't hit snooze. I hit stop. I hit All right, snooze. but how was your so week? You are gone. Guys? Come on. How was your week? Though? <laughs> uh, me and Ray worked an extra day last week, so uh, okay. we both worked yesterday. And last night, we went to bed at 9.30. We're shooting down UFOs like crazy, huh? It's, yeah. Cylindrical That's, object? It as soon as you guys were talking about that weird. in the group chat, I muted it for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not, I don't scary. need to yeah. listen to this. They said it's not a balloon. It's a cylindrical object. Have any That's more weird. happened? Did any happen today? Yeah, they shut down airspace over Montana because there was something they saw. They opened it back up. But fucking weird. That was when? That was last night, like after I texted you about that, that scary, one. man. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, well, whatever. I heard we have a guest this week. We have a guest this yep. week. Uh, he's patiently waiting. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck about? is this bullshit? <laughs> we went through like five different <laughs> topics already. Yeah, we. Eric's all <laughs> jacked up. I just woke up. Uh, our guest this week is something of a pioneer in the DIY punk rap scene. Uh, I've met him, I feel like, briefly on like seven occasions or something like that, but never, we we hung out, we hung out, we played shows, we hung out, but we never like got a lot of time together. I think maybe that's because I was drunk a couple times. And, uh, well, you had time, you just didn't remember it. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> that's probably part of it. But ladies and gentlemen, MC Homeless. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for being here. Uh, do you remember the first time we met? I think the first time that we met is when you played in my friend Sarah's basement in Youngstown was with uh, JFF. Was that the first time? I got the that time and the time with Cody are completely mixed up in my head. Like we, well, I think I we have just so much about DIY touring mixed up in my head that I don't even was Cody. Did me and Cody play in Jersey or? See, that, I, don't know. I, so I think confused. me and Cody played somewhere or in Ohio or somewhere and we weren't with you 
and we met up with you later and stayed with you. And that's why it's so confusing. But then I did stay with you with JFF too. Yeah, I remember eating sushi. That's like a distinct memory that I have. That was with Cody, I think. Right? Uh, I don't. I don't know. We'll have to Jeff call Cody and ask. <laughs> yeah, we got Cody here. He's coming in now. We need someone to fact check. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, and, I've, and I went to your show uh, the year we did South by Southwest, and I, I just uh, I took an Uber to your show. You're, That's I was, right. I was at I your house for like six you hours. In, you were in my kitchen. I turned around and just there you were. That was that was the year David Leba Hart from. Uh, the Tim and Eric awesome show played. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> who who was uh, it from that show? Uh, he's the puppeteer, right? The oh, that puppet- weird dude. He did yeah, like weird yeah. songs and shit. <laughs> yeah, seemed like a nice. He guy. does religious yeah, songs cool. and he talks yeah, to aliens. Shit, yeah, that shit's so funny. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. uh, the Manger Babies. Yeah. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does. Sounds like the Manger Babies. It's like a Luann show. Luann. Luann show. I don't All right. know what you're talking about. It's on King of the Hill. Oh, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Now. Bella really hones in on something. The manger babies. Yeah. I do. I remember now. I go all in. <laughs> so uh homeless. What what are we complaining about today? I think we're gonna complain about uh Uh oh. Are we losing a connection? If you're talking, we can't hear you. <laughs> oh, no. Can you hear me now? You guys froze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we froze. Yeah. Everything's good it, now. Man. We heard oh, you yeah, say, it. I'm going to complain about. And then, we, all, um, we all know what internet providers to blame. I think the subject that I chose was uh, DIY touring as a hip-hop artist. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, fair. We could do that. You guys can leave. And me and Holmes. All right. We'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Or forty-five minutes. I can make all the complaints for you guys. Probably. Yeah. What? Uh. What? What's? What specifically? Like, what's top of the list for you? That's a pain in the. You've done a ton of touring in your career. Like probably way yeah, more you, than you I. You have. cut out. So all I just heard is you've done a ton of. Oh my god. Touring. <laughs> um, I can have my girlfriend fix the internet. Am, I'm wondering if it's on my end or no. It seemed like it was fine before. But you you uh, can hear us right now. It's going smooth. Yeah, I can hear okay. you. Okay. Uh, What's at the good? top of your list? What, yeah. What do you think the uh, the number one complaint for you is for indie DIY punk rap touring? I feel like the number one complaint is there's not really a huge market for DIY hip hop, or at least there wasn't for a long time. So you end up on all these wacky bills, and sometimes it's really amazing. And sometimes it's like a kazoo player in Nebraska and you just, you know, people don't really want you there, but maybe they felt guilty and they had a <laughs> extra $20 to spare. So they're like, we'll give it to these guys. They could come play. Yeah. Eclectic cat, bill. Next to our cat litter. I think like I've always loved eclectic uh, shows, but I think the issue when you tour is like the, like people who book it don't know what to do with you and they still like offered to book you. So then they set up like a weird thing that doesn't make any sense. Like I've been on bills where we showed up and there's like no PA and it's like uh, <laughs> like folk punk bands playing and I'm and we're like what do we do? Like Yeah, that might play. make sense for them but not yeah. for you. That's and they're weird. like, "Oh man, we're just going to get you like a little amp and you play and then we're just like, "Man, you got to have your beats playing it's and all like that." It's just like a little different than that. <laughs> like I wish, you know, we would have just sprung for the PA or we could have brought one. But yeah, it's like Why'd you book it? Like, I, it just doesn't. Some stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, you wanted to book a a folk punk show, but you booked us, but then didn't get the proper equipment. 
Yeah, I've, I've like walked yeah. out on a couple of shows like that. <laughs> I feel like I've played a lot with folk punk artists, and some of them were really good. Like when I first started, the per the first people to ever put out my album uh, was the DIY Bandits in Connecticut. So it was like Johnny Hobo, and they oh, yeah. a lot of Planet X artists. And luckily, they did have a PA so that was cool it was never a good PA I didn't realize for a long time hip-hop artists should maybe have some bass it was just like <laughs> yeah you know it sounded like uh I don't know recorded or uh, like it was coming through a trash can or something yeah. but the PA list shows definitely definitely have done it a handful of those I did one in Jersey City that sprung to mind I know you guys are in Jersey. Do you know Darren Deicide, or do you remember him? No, I, I don't know. I was wondering where you, where you played in Jersey City. That's interesting. Yeah, it was it was in Jersey City, I think, at his house, and there was no PA. It was still really good for whatever reason. What year was it? It was me and P.T. Burnham, and we ate at Kennedy's Fried Chicken afterwards. That's like, wild. That, that sounds good. I'm hungry now. Or maybe I'll, it's a knockoff KFC. I always wonder, like, what what people do for music in jersey city it doesn't seem like there's a scene there at all where's that north i don't even know yeah yeah i played one of my first shows in jersey city really first i think you shows. told me that where where was it bar at a bar mm. cool i think if you're gonna play a, a rap show without a pa pt burnham's the guy to have with you that's he's nothing, the loudest dude ever nothing like, would stop that actually the loudest human he's like he'd be like i'm gonna fucking belt this out 110 percent like he'd have no apprehension about it whatsoever it, oh absolutely not he just he takes those shoes off and that shirt off and he just fucking goes <laughs> that's incredible to this day to this maybe day. he did a lot of shows with no mic so he's used to it yeah you gotta yell loud yeah that's the something caveman that, shit. when i started touring like with on like a diy rap circuit i i would see more and more dudes like quietly take their shoes off and rap with no <laughs> mic like I started seeing oh, that a lot more, and I, yeah, and it's like, why do all these guys take their shoes off before they rap? But if you know, drummers move. do that, but that's about it. Drummers <laughs> shouldn't do that. It kind of know. is like a power move. It kind of like keeps the audience. It's like a negotiation for a raise. It's like your audience shows up, like, what's this guy gonna rap about? And you take your shoes off, and they're like, whoa, up <laughs> is down. Topsy turvy. I don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, it's like uh, grounding. You know, when you take your shoes off and you're more connected to the earth because you're feet are planted i don't know yeah you're supposed to do that an hour a day i guess if you take them off before you go in the (laughs) venue and and you leave them outside before you go in the venue well that's very japanese yeah i guess that's what yeah chris farley did that and someone kept stealing his shoes (laughs) beverly hills ninja remember that he's like stealing my shoes that's funny all right back on drank coffee at the same time jinx you owe me a coffee it cancels itself out when you do that (laughs) i think um (laughs) There's, there's, yeah, so neither of us get the same with alcohol. You can I, uh, just drink as much as you want if you drink the There's same been amount. shows where, like, I showed up too, and it, I, maybe it's like a lot of my attitude where uh, it's like just like a busted PA or a busted uh, amp for the beats and like a bunch of punks who didn't care we we're going to rap, and we made it like the best night ever. And I, so I don't know if it's like, I think it depends a lot on how the crowd feels when you show up. Yeah. Like, I love playing punk shows. Yeah. I think. Playing with punk shows or playing punk shows and playing with punk bands or playing for punks has been one of my favorites because I've always felt that I had a punk rock energy to my music and came from a punk rock background. So something about not that there hasn't been like the occasional insane flop, but something about just being a, a DIY rapper and playing punk shows feels right. Even with that busted PA, like you said. Yeah, it's always like a 
most punk scenes are pretty receptive to it. Like I've been pretty, I've been to some shows where it's like gets really negative, but for the most, Jesus, <clears throat> coffee for the most part, mm. punks are into rap at least since like the nineties. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of times like it's weird. Like a lot of rap stuff that's DIY is like really focused on like oh we're gonna like make it to the next level and this is like an industry showcase and we're and, and there's nothing wrong with trying and doing stuff but like a lot of punk stuff's like this is what we do we get money at the door touring act gets the money like we're we're all gonna have a drunk party like whatever it's like very uh it's it's more like the the rap show is like for everyone to try to like get to some level and the punk show is like Hey, you guys are here on tour. Here's some money and stuff. So it's like more artists uh, pushed. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's usually like a little more helpful, especially on tour. Yeah, I feel like it's the the nice thing about that. It's more about just living in the moment and just being there and being present and the chaos of the punk show and maybe not even remembering what happened as opposed to you know thinking that maybe there's going to be a scout in the audience or whatever. Yeah, Which, right. You know. Right. And a lot of punk shows and stuff are more I think it's different now than like maybe ten or fifteen years ago, but a lot of show punk shows are like, oh cool, something different. And like some some rap shows can be more like they kind of want things to be the same that night and like want the acts to match up. But I I, think- I wonder if punk shows are like that still, you know, with like I haven't played or toured and played for like young punks in so long. That I'm like, is it still like that, or things rapidly change? It's just such a different landscape. Yeah, at least in Jersey, I haven't even been to like, I haven't been to a punk show that wasn't like 40 year old dudes at a bar in so long. I don't, I don't even know. Like even in New Brunswick, I haven't been to like a, a house show that was younger yeah. kids in a long time. They're usually a little bit older, but I do think younger kids now, maybe they play like bigger, like they they have access to like playing bigger venues or something. But I think a lot of younger kids are, are really eclectic now. So it's not like, Oh, you have to be rap or you have to be punk. Like a lot of people are blending stuff. And that, I think that's pretty cool. Like the attitude about that's like a, a little better than it was in the aughts or sometime schedule. Just yeah. Kidding. Isn't that what, that's what they call it. The aughts. Yeah. I learned that on this podcast. <laughs> Nobody oh, on really? this podcast. Does. What? What did you say? I said I learned that on this podcast. Oh, you learned that on this podcast. I thought you said not on this podcast. How did we, when did we talk about that? Like, I don't know, a year ago? Because I say it all the time. I don't remember. And I said, what the fuck is that? I don't think that's what that's called. I probably wasn't paying attention. Whatever. <laughs> uh, have you ever forgotten anything? Like when you went to play a show, like forgotten stuff you needed? He's like, I don't remember. <laughs> what the one How you one time I, I was going to a show in Athens, Ohio. I'm not going to say who I was on tour with, but he was doing my beats for me. And he was on meth and we drove halfway there and, you know, we didn't have the beats. So I guess that's the most important thing when you're a rapper is to have the beats. And it was before you could just like email them or whatever. I could have someone just hop on my computer. Right. Yeah. Like the venues don't, didn't all used to have Wi-Fi. That was the moment I decided I'm never going to try meth. I was just so annoyed. I was like, no meth for me. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the, the number one, Side effect of meth is forgetting yeah, your beats. That's for your what rap I was gonna say. That's why I was always had a problem with. That's why I quit. I'd I've be definitely, like, Fuck, what I definitely forgot the uh, seven, uh, seven to quarter inch, seven eighth to quarter inch 
uh, wire adapter, oh, adapter. Yeah. So plug your computer into the PA and uh, you feel real dumb. Well, now you need that thing for your phone to make that go into the charger port. Right. Don't even have now that you need anymore. a dongle. So I, I got one for my, my drum kit thing so I could connect my phone. Yeah, I've definitely like forgotten my entire laptop. But if I, if you're just playing in Trenton that year, you could just <laughs> ride your bike five minutes back to your house and grab it. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten merch, which is always kind of a bummer because you're hoping to make that merch money. And most not on tour, but just for like local shows or an hour away. I'm like, I think something is missing, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's my ability to make recoup money. some of this have money. You, have you ever? Sorry, have you ever accidentally left your merch at? A show? Yes. <laughs> I left I, lost I left like thirty or forty cassette tapes in Europe and I was just like the guy emailed me like three weeks later. He's like, Oh, it'd be like forty dollars to send these back, no problem. I'm like, nah, just keep those. <laughs> he's still the only thing he's heard twenty years. <laughs> he's just listening to your tapes over the and last over again. show my, my band played before we broke up and also COVID happened. I forgot my bass. Just didn't That's even fine. realize till we were about to play. And I was like, my bass is not here. Wow. Yep. And what'd you do? Borrowed someone else's and it was um, the worst fucking instrument I've ever touched. That's a good It was night. like someone made it and it was just a terrible guitar. It was awful. Yeah. I have uh, like boxes left of old triggered impulse CDs from like 2009. Hmm. And I've just been like leaving them at like stores. Like I put someone like on a shelf in Dollar Tree. I put some in like a <laughs> liquor store. Like just leaving them on shelves in there. Just like, bring them to still FYE. Sealed. Nobody's gonna buy. I you mean, think I'm I know. Like, try to buy them, and the guy no, at Dollar no, Tree just, tries to ring him up, no, and it doesn't no, work. Even, even if people that work there are just like, "What the fuck is this?" It'll just be funny. I don't know. What else am I gonna do with them? I've just been leaving them places. But it's funny. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I've always thought that's a good idea. Just leave your CD random places. Like I just came across oh, one yeah. of my CDs from like 2006, <laughs> and I have like 20 copies. I'm like, I don't want to sell these, but what if I put them at Goodwill and like five different Goodwill? I'm gonna go in a yeah. Best Buy. Like this is what I should do. I should go in there like every week and put them. So they're f- like, where the fuck are these coming from? Just to like, that'd be kind of funny. Dude, that's so I, uh, I did come, I was like cleaning my bedroom and I had a box of like the four last t-shirts that I had from my band too. And there, there's three small t-shirts and one small sweatshirt. And uh, and I was like, I'm I just going to put these in my drawer. And I have some like I guess. that just to like hold on to or whatever. Yeah. They're not small. I left my, my pedal board, uh, in another city once and the guy didn't tell me until much later but i think it's because he wanted us to come back to hang out with me it was really weird oh that's a good that's a good move yeah it's pretty annoying you forgot your pedal board i ended up and he like didn't tell me he like took it it. yeah i ended up with a pedal board it was you (laughs) well no it was uh it was it was like a bandit champs left it or something nobody knew who it was so you still have it no i ended up selling it because i even contacted it was a line six device or whatever that controlled the rack i think but uh, I mean, it was expensive, and I called trying to see if it was registered to somebody because I didn't want to just like sell yeah. it. And then someone's like, "Yo," they, and they were like, "No, nah, you can sell it. We don't have it registered. We couldn't figure out who the fuck it was or whatever." You're a good guy, aren't but you? And people weird. know when they're missing something, so maybe they. Yeah, I mean, the thing was night. expensive though. I don't yeah. know how the. Fuck. I've ended up with a ton of instruments that didn't belong to me. Yeah, but stuff can be registered. Like if someone bought that, and yeah. then they, and then like if I sold it, and then they tried to go online and register it to get like whatever software. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, this is already registered to so-and-so. And then who knows yeah. if they report it. He's always thinking. He's always one step ahead. That's how He's a good guy in there, that Eric. Yeah. I just didn't want to get in trouble. I'm not that good. One time <laughs> at uh, Court Tavern, we just printed up all these shirts uh, for me and Swiss Cheese. And they were like these giant hamburgers Roy drew with microphones and cassette tapes. And it was like to live and die in NJ because that's what we were calling the rap actor first. And uh, we got super drunk and it was not a good show. 
and people were like mad. before that or after that well we were at the you show got drunk we got drunk before we played and uh and then it wasn't a good we show. made some bad jokes and i don't i don't know we pissed off a bunch of like rucker students and it was like did not go well and then I remember leaving and being like, you got the merch? And Jay was like, yeah. And then like a week later being like, you never got the merch. And we just printed up like 100 t-shirts. Yeah. And uh, we brought them all for some reason. And we lost all of those. I'm trying to Rutgers, dude, they were setting them shits on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely peed all over them. <laughs> the, uh, one time I was on tour with Cody and we left some fucking show in the middle of the night, Indiana or something, and we heard some noise. And we're like, ah, it's, I don't know what that was. And then we got to the next show, like, you know, eight hours away. And he had his merch on top of the car when we left the show. <laughs> and it fell off and nice. was gone. And it felt so I've bad. done that with a laptop. Oh, oh man. Geez. It's yeah, hard. Sucks. Like, I, where'd my laptop go? It's like, uh, that's gone. Yo, I don't it, think I've ever done that. Yeah, was that Jackass that did that prank where they put the baby thing yeah, on top yeah, and then yeah. they drive away? It's pretty it was funny. Jackass, yeah. That was kind of funny. I've left my up, uh, <laughs> I've left my notebook with like lyrics and and like all the tour flyers I drew and stuff in in a different state and then like called the venue and they've mailed it to me on tour. Well, nice. Some people are so helpful. Yeah. And it works out really well. Uh, John Cos, who's Aging Punk's alumni, I guess he like left his film camera in California and someone happened to figure out it was his and they mailed it back to him and they like found it in like That's eight so hours nice. away or something. Yeah. I want to get a coffee mug and just like attach it to the top of my truck. <laughs> so it looks like I just set it there <laughs> when I drive in traffic, people are like, yo, and they're like honking. I just wave it. Hey, when I, when I was in Maine with my parents, like a few years ago, we like stayed there for a week and uh, my, we drove like 10 miles to a park and, and my mom's and coffee on, was on the back of the bumper still. Someone, I, I saw something online. Somebody did that with the, like a really expensive camera, like a thousand dollar camera Jesus. that had it sitting on the bumper and it was still there when That's they crazy. got wherever. That's yeah, crazy. I always used to see dudes with pickup trucks and they'd have beers on the back of their truck and they're driving down yeah, they the just highway. Forgot <laughs> like, yo, empty bottles and like, shit. like, dude, there's beer all over the back <laughs> of your fucking truck, moron. Oh, that's funny. It's the middle of the day. You ever but, leave anything on your car? He just told us. Oh, yeah. Which laptop? Was, <laughs> you know, just the oh, yeah, laptop. <laughs> anything, I want anything besides the laptop. <laughs> anything else? He glued I a fake I thought you coffee that. mug. I, I mean, I leave stuff on top of my car all the time. And then, but yeah. usually it's just like a water bottle or something. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That's I don't fine. do that. It never happened to you. No, I don't think so. It's happened to me. I can't in my remember. Life. <laughs> that's what. That's the problem. You forget yeah. that you left it up there. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, dude. I just remembered one show we played for you in Texas, and it was me and Cody, or maybe it was the one with no, it was Cody for sure. And these dudes played, and they were asking me for my uh, seventh. Seven, uh, adapter. eight, yeah, I keep saying the numbers wrong. My adapter, and I was just like, they already played for super long and they had a live band, and then the band gave up and they like weren't on the show. And it was like, I forget what exactly what it was, but when they asked me for my show, I was like, no, like, no, dude, like, we're from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. I, I have brought the seven dollar adapter. I'm <laughs> in Texas. I'm from you're Jersey. from Fuck Texas. You, <laughs> you could have went to Best Buy, like, no, like, you're not getting my equipment. I don't want to watch you rap anymore. That's and then funny. they tried to oh, fight sure me. That I put on? Yeah, and then they tried to fight me outside later. Oh my and, god! Uh, and it was rare. It was a pretty rare moment of self control where I was like, the guy said something. He was like, "You don't have to act like a bitch, man." Was it after? It was, was, like it after was it after you played? Did you? Already it was play? like way after we played. And like, so it, I would I would have held it up and said, "You want this adapter?" And I would have cut it. The scissors. <laughs> the show was awesome. The show was awesome, and you did a great job. It was just like these one guys like. 
like the show was like over and they kind of took over like we're going to just keep doing stuff till the rest of the night That's so weird and were they a hip-hop group I'm trying yeah to it was it was like these two guys and i don't remember like they were bothering people all night and like it seemed like you didn't really like them and like so i don't know their names or anything i won't put them that on blast but right. they were like like it was finally like, it was one of those things where you're like okay yeah like you can know we're done so like go ahead and there's still people there and then like was it at that apartment complex that did shows dude it was a giant it. fucking like storefront like hollowed out storefront or something it was like where they had like a weird little stage set up it was it was like not it wasn't like a venue meant to be a venue but it wasn't like a house show it was it was fucking cool. It was like a really cool spot. You first this was for sure you. You you definitely um, did this. Was like Mr. Homeless, I don't understand where you live. <laughs> I'm so confused. I live in North Carolina. Okay, where have you lived? Oh right, because I just said because from oh, you're from Youngstown, right? Yes. Okay. okay. He's free range. He goes wherever. Uh, yeah, I'm confused. You've hosted shows in all these cities. I'm the, yeah. Too. Well. I've yeah, I've pretty much booked shows everywhere I live. So it would be Youngstown, Ohio, to Kent, Ohio, to North Carolina, back to Youngstown, Ohio, to Austin, Texas, back to North Carolina. Okay, got it. Yeah, you should be Mr. Free Range, not Mr. Homeless. <laughs> right? Mr. Right? Mr. Where I Lay My Head's My Home. Yeah, I guess. M- <laughs> MC Where I Lay My Head's My Home. Yeah. That's too. That's a mouthful. That's too much. I think. Yeah, that's too much. I don't, yeah. Anyways, it's cool. You're you're in North, North Carolina now. Uh, yeah, I'm in North Carolina. I moved back during uh, quarantine. Yeah, it's cool because then like you you can do the podcast because <laughs> no, nobody will do 9 a.m. on a Sunday when they're the time zone. Oh yeah, we're in the same time. Oh yeah, right. it would be yeah 7 a.m. Yeah, we had yeah, someone on the west coast. On the west time, coast, right? it was yeah they stay up all night. Yeah, we didn't do. realize it or something. I think we had Hyde on last week and he stayed up all night. In New York, just to do the nine AM. <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid he's going to wake up or something. That dude is seriously an OG, and he's he's just so zen. He's the most zen rapper. It's, it's he's crazy. Very sweet. He's the greatest. And it, I it's, I said in the episode like I probably toured for like two or three years before I met him. Where people everywhere you stop, they're like, "Oh, you know height? You've been to Baltimore? You know height?" And it's just like just unanimous love across the board for height. Like nobody yeah. dislikes height in any way. It's never heard a bad word about it. Never had a bad experience. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been, I think the first time I played with height, it's funny. Cause like, this is a crazy show. It was like 2004 and it's the first time I played with height and PT Barnum. So it's height PT Barnum. They brought this dude Jones. Uh, Brzezowski was on the tour or no, the, this was a different tour. We all sort of, met up in Pittsburgh. So Brzezowski, J.D. Walker, who was in that group, Live Poets with Soul in the 90s. Oh, yeah. V8, do you know V8? Do you know who that dude is? He's just like a weirdo character. I don't know if I know V8. Yeah, V8 was there, and then the Dreadnoughts from Pittsburgh, and I came in from Kent, Ohio. So it was like I was meeting a lot of these dudes for the first time, and it was already really good in 2004. Yeah, I bet. 2005. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you're an OG. You've been doing this for a long time. I, I probably started touring 
for real like yeah probably like 2006 is probably the first time i ever went on tour with a band i wasn't even like just doing that was more rap. than just one show tour right yeah it wasn't just the one show okay. it was the whole east coast i think that's it, all were I you in a punk or a hardcore band yeah i was in this band crack filler that like people still know me from and uh it's true they do and uh there's people who have crack filler tattoos yes and <laughs> just uh, a few it was cool. ones in this room right now it was like very uh in in we we called it a hardcore band, but it was kind of a new metal band where like there was a lot of hardcore and then I would rap too, and it was uh, it was That's a lot amazing. of fun. It was I would good love if you to do it, that. Dude. I'm gonna look it up on Spotify as soon as. Oh, like yeah. anything Ray does, it's very sweet. The, the there's a couple old records on Spotify that I still like a lot. It took me a while after like doing rap to care about it. Like I kind of was like I'm done. With, that was corny, and then like, it was awesome. It was the shows were packed. It was so much fun, and then. I've kind of come back around to it. Like these recordings are pretty good. This is cool. I think it got a little more. It's, it's nice to come back. Yeah. yeah. You want to do some new rap metal? Yeah. Let's do some rap metal. I could definitely. That'd be cool. Anytime. <laughs> Anything with the word metal in it. I hate. Um, All right. Uh, we'll do some rap. I feel like punk. rap metal was cool again or new metal was cool again. So now is the time. If you want to do a reunion, you can definitely capitalize on we, it. We'll we did a thrash. reunion a few years ago and it went really well. Yeah. And then, uh, Everybody hates each other now, so we're not gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, but man, um, I was I I was a barber for the last ten years, eight years, whatever, and I was cutting this kid's hair for like four or five years, and he grew up in the same town as Ray, and he's uh, he's younger, he's like 10, 10 or twelve years younger than Ray, and uh, we were just like talking one day, and he was like, "Wait, you date the guy that was in Crack Filler?" And he like couldn't believe it. And it was so funny. He's like, "That is like the reason I started playing music." Yeah. I and he was like in a ska band, which is funny. Get that a lot, and it and to not to brag, but it always makes me feel bad. Yeah, because everybody's doing better than me. And I I'm mean, like, he's oh, not. Cool. I'm glad I'm your stepping stone to success. I mean, he's not. Uh, so I just don't. got not drunk. too late to open up for Limp Bizkit. Yeah, hey man, I, I would love to do that more now than then. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it'd be less money now than yeah. then, but it'd be sick. Yeah. I uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> Brain fart, man. So, a lot of people tell me that. Oh, yeah, I've met people. Yeah, this was it. I got it back. We're good. This okay, is a good go podcast. Ahead. Uh, when I would rap at shows, when I fought, like not even when I first started, but like when I moved back to Trenton after New Brunswick and did some tours and stuff, I would be like rapping in Trenton, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'd be outside," and the kid would be like, "Oh, it's like punk who raps." Man, I used to listen to this band Crack Filler, and they were the fucking best. And I'd be like, "Hey, you <laughs> crazy know, story." Well, just not to blow your mind. <laughs> I'm the guy from Crackfiller. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they'd be like, oh, cool, you man. Had to sign, nice you had to, to sign autograph. No, nah, no, nah, not, not <laughs> very often. I don't have a good signature. You're like, really. to my biggest fan, and then you scribble. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, we just started talking about Crackfiller instead of DIY. How long homeless has been doing DIY punk rap? That wasn't the like, question I asked. Let's go back then. <laughs> we already did the math. He's been doing it for 160 <laughs> years. Yeah. Sounds like a long time. 160 years. Yeah. Do you think when you toured back then, do you think it, what what did you use for your beats like in uh like to play your oh beats? Oh my god. This is really going to age me. Uh the thing that I started using at first was a Walkman with a burnt CD in it, which can lead to all sorts of problems. I couldn't even afford a laptop for a long time or at least in my mind I couldn't afford a laptop. Right. So and back then know, it wasn't like super easy to what, download what? stuff to your laptop it would be the files would be huge you what know year what are I mean? we talking yeah. about what year are we talking about here like, around like, uh well he said 2004 was when he met height 
Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, shit, I was probably like rapping with a Walkman until, like, 2010. Wow, <laughs> I was, okay. I was a little late shit, in the game. When I, yeah. I went on tour with someone who had an iPod, like, I remember Burnham would have an iPod, and it was just, like, God tier. I was like, oh, my God, I can put my music on your iPod, and it won't skip or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not the best with technology, so I kind of stick with something until it's just like, dude, you Completely obsolete. Yeah. Well, I think that's okay. I think that because then it then you look kind of different. Like there's something that stands out about you at a show than than uh, everybody else. I know Be Rude for a while would use the PSP and play his beats nice. off a of PSP, and I always thought that was cool. Uh, the Discman thing is wild because I, I you called a Walkman, but the you you said a disc, right? You put a disc. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a disc. I wasn't quite uh, OG enough for cassettes. Wrapping yeah. off that. Stuff. Yeah, I was like, that would be fucking I crazy. Fast forward. You got to rewind it and fast forward to the tr- <laughs> That would be legendary. But uh, a lot of those like rap showcase shows I played like around like whatever 2010. The dudes, if you brought an iPad or like if you brought an iPod or a laptop. The dudes would be like, oh, man, we have this DJ running all night. We just need your shit on a disc. And I'd be like, I brought the better totally. thing than the disc. So that's not cool. So but either way, so I'd do it. And it, just like you said, like even without it being a disc, man, like so, like the disc would skip or the dude would play the tracks out of order. Because what does he fucking know? He doesn't know. what. And it, all hey, he has to do is... Our, that happened at my wedding. I was like, what the fuck? It's what happened? Rough. And, and, and <laughs> when you're getting super into it, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was saying they, they switched to... Like the song we were supposed to... Like Nicole was supposed to walk out to. <laughs> they like switched the songs and got them wrong the that's so annoying. Yeah, that's like at a wedding. Well, so they fuck? play like Baja Men or something. No, no, it was the same. It was the same artist, but they just had the songs flipped. It actually wasn't that big a deal. She okay. didn't really notice till later, uh, but it was kind of funny. Uh, like, really, you fucking got the songs. What were you saying? Oh yeah, I was saying when you get really into the set, and you know the CD player is just so close to you that it just starts going flipping all over the place. <laughs> You know, you're just trying to get into your set, but it's skipping like crazy. It's really hard to like, if like you're doing like improv with somebody or something and they say something wild, you can kind of go, oh, geez, that's crazy. But when you're like love, like super into a set and it's planned out and the wrong song plays, it's really hard not to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, like in front of everybody. And that kind of takes, drops your momentum a little like, hey, dickhead, wrong song. It'd be, I mean, it'd be like if you were doing improv and you had shit completely out of order that didn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Like if the, like this. Well, it's just mean? part of improv. It just no, takes I'm talking you about out what's happening, it. like where you're at or oh, something. Yeah. Like if, you know, if it's like all Pulp Fiction, you're going to be like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. And then I was born. My whole life is improv. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a reason that turntablism is an element yeah. for hip hop. If only I would have respected turntablism a little more, I could have just avoided that problem and brought a, brought a DJ on tour, but. Well, yeah, I don't think it was a matter of that. But DJs are hard because like, they nice. smoke math. Well, they're used to they're used to Some getting paid to do less. Exactly. So DJs get paid really well to just like DJ a party. So if you bring when them I'm on tour like for you, thirty dollars a show. Yes. It's like I can't I can't afford a DJ. And if they're like, if they're DJing for you, a lot of times they're doing a lot more work than just DJing like a playlist at a party and like flipping records. Yeah, they're you like can just hit you can just scratch it and, and doing stuff and talking. Play a game and on your phone. They have to be in like a fucking scummy bar or, or house all night, and they very much discounted price for what they fuck, actually. Man, make. I want to be a DJ. Hey, <laughs> <What the laughs> yeah, man, you could do it. I found an iPod under my bed this week. Were my beats on it? Too bad you don't have any no. AirPods to use with 
I do now. Ray bought me some for oh, Christmas because nice. he's a good boy. Those ones still alive or no? Those yes. Ones, they are? Yes. I wonder she if there's l- a way you could send something to like bl- brick them so they can't be used. Brick them. Brick Like hack them. I think about changing the name of the AirPods. I think I can do that. There's probably a way to jailbreak them from where you're at. I don't. You could shut I, them okay, down. Okay, listen. I, no, I'm not doing fine. that. So for homeless, we Make were in Costa Rica and her AirPods got stolen and she can still track them. Yeah. It'd be so funny if you could make a battery explode in them or something. Oh, I can't do that, Eric. She can just have them. She earned them. Right, she worked no. for it. At this point, yeah. We <laughs> um, fought the whole police force and didn't get them back. Yeah. The, you know, and also in the early, or the like 2010, 12, 13, 14 area, iPods had this thing that I didn't know about where if you shook them, it would skip the track or shuffle the track. Mm. If you oh, just like a, shook like a feature on purpose. With is your is hand. it called toggling? Yeah. I forget. I don't know, but I would like, I remember specifically there was a girl in a band. I gave her my iPod and I was like, you can run my iPod for me while I turn my set. She's and just dancing. And she is dancing <laughs> and it would just skip my song halfway through the fucking oh, song. Oh God, that sucks. And I'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I, I was like, are you sabotaging me? Right that's now? kind of hilarious. <laughs> hey, I, I made it work. It's still a good set. But yeah, it's, it's like, just a funny what thing. What a weird Weird option, like yeah. well, it's how, weird that it was just was it just automatically on? That should probably be, that should be something you, you have to turn off. You probably could turn it off, but I didn't even know. But it shouldn't be automatically. What iPod on. was it? Do you remember? Oh, it? so old. It made like Crazy. a video, like iPod, iPod video. That's what that one is in my room. But was I it think. set like that when you got it? It should have been. I never. Set yeah, I didn't set that's it. Weird. So it was like, like how is doing like a maraca easier than hitting the button? Yeah. Um, I mean, like the, the iPhone now. If you shake your phone, it's an undo. What? Yeah. That seems counterintuitive. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'd be erasing all kinds it, of It shit. asks you first if you want to undo what you did. So then you still have to click something. Yeah, right. <laughs> what it's the a, fuck? So it's you have better. to shake and click where you could just yeah. click something. Well, I'm happy I taught you guys something. Okay. Thank you. They just want to make sure. Uh. Yep, perfect. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> uh, Matt, have, has anyone ever tried to beat you up at a show? Oh, my God. Of course, of course, they've tried to beat me up. <laughs> Try to beat me up when I'm walking to the grocery store. I feel like I've instigated it uh, uh, multiple times, or maybe I've tried to beat people up because yeah. I didn't get paid. I mean, there's just for a while there was just so many occasions that it just felt normal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely was more of an instigator than like back in the day than I ever would be now. Now I don't have the energy for it. Before then, it's like if you get beat up, it's like that's a cool show. Like that's yeah, a cool yeah. thing to happen. Not, not at anymore. A show. I yeah. can't be fighting people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the craziest time, and it wasn't a fight, but this was like legit kind of scary. I was in Virginia Beach, and it was the last show of tour, and it's just me. Everybody else on the tour is just kind of dropped off at that point. I'm like, let me do Virginia Beach on the way home. I'm negotiating with the promoter. I'm like, cool, like two hundred and fifty dollars. Let's do it. So I show up and the promoter's not there. So I'm just sort of chilling. I ask the bartender or the bar workers where the promoter is. They're like, oh, he's not here yet. I sit through a few of the acts and the bar management's being super nice to me. They're like, oh, here's pizza, you know, and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to chill. And then my set time comes up and I'm like, well, the promoter's not here, but I'm here. Hopefully he's going to show up. So I get up there and I put on my first song, which is Champagne Wishes. Uh, it's a normal hip hop song. It samples the Smiths, How Soon Is Now. And as soon as I get into it, maybe eight bars, 
the sound cuts off and the manager runs up to me and he's freaking out. He's like, this is a punk bar. We don't have hip hop here. Oh my I'm God. Like, what the hell? The promoter put me on the show. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say to you. He's like, no, we do punk rock musician. And I like, that's when I just started. My God. They're playing the Dropkick Murphys before my set. And of course, I'm kind of snooty about my punk rock. I'm like, if this is a punk bar, then why the fuck are you playing the Dropkick Murphys? That's exactly what I was thinking. Was it old old Dropkick or new Dropkick? I don't, I mean, this was like 2008. So would that be older? Yeah. So you you guys just hate the Dropkick Murphys. Yes. (laughs) I've made that very clear. I hate all Irish punk, but that's a total. Total side. Note. I just don't like that one so, song that gets used on every. Fucking yeah, that's thing, that's you know? new school. I don't that's like, like that WMMR, with any band really, where yeah. they just out play fucking a song over and over. Yes, so I'm just like flabbergasted. So I'm looking and looking for the promoter, and I go back into the bar at some point, and these are just like big buff like fucking beach dudes, and they totally corner me, and they're like, "We know what you did to the bathroom." We have cameras in the bathroom, and I'm like, "What? You like, have cameras in the that's bathroom? Yeah. Cameras in the bathroom?" And they're like, "Yeah, you totally smashed our bathroom up." And I did not smash their bathroom. You guys don't up. have cameras. I, I didn't do anything to their bathroom. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah." They're, they're like, "We're gonna make you pay. We're gonna make you pay." And I don't know what to do at this point. I'm like, I'm gonna get this shit beat. I would I would have said, Hey, me. you should show that video to the police that you have in the bathroom. Well, I call this was one of the only instances in my life, and this isn't gonna sound very punk, but and maybe I'll tell you like a cool fighting story after this. But <laughs> I totally just called nine one one because I'm like, these dudes are literally gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. And then like the cops come and everything, and like they freak out when they see that I'm calling nine one one. And the cops pull me aside and they're like, do you want to press charges on these people? And I'm like, no, I don't want to press charges on them. I just want to get paid for the show. And they're like, well, we can't help you with that, pal. (laughs) But like, they're like, yeah, they said they have cameras in their bathrooms. They don't have cameras in their bathrooms. Yeah, no one. (laughs) People and weird and creepy. But they're like, we got you with our. With our uh, cameras in our bathrooms. With Chuck um, Berry fucking toilet I, camera. I have a request. I would, sorry, I would have called instead of, I would have called 911, but instead of asking for police, I would have asked for an ambulance. It would have just been funnier. Um, of, okay. Or a fire Eric, truck. Eric, do you know how to make animation? Do, uh, I could figure it out. Could you make an animation of this story and then every story that Ray's oh ever told? Oh my God, that might podcast? take me a minute because I got to learn how to it's do it. It's fine, you can do it. For that. It'd be so fucking funny. Just let AI do it. I might like not have it ready by the Ray. time this episode comes out. It's so funny when someone I can do tries to hit you with like a fact that's not that proves your innocence. Yeah. Like we got we got you on camera doing this thing you but never the, did. But that's like, illegal to video you're not supposed right. to video the bathroom right like, but yeah, also they crazy. don't have any video yeah, because he didn't fucking do it so yeah. he doesn't they, you but know it's like even the opposite they just incriminated themselves yeah i know right. they're more fucking weird they've just been waiting to use <laughs> this random bathroom footage it's crazy because it, it seemed like it would be something that i would do at the time yeah oh yeah <laughs> just not get paid and then just like trash their shit because i you know not getting paid i would always try to find a way to make it work to my advantage where you you, you feel like you got paid at the end like you're like that's the substitute for getting yeah paid. i'm like i'm gonna steal something i'm gonna take like a microphone i'm gonna take something like you know yeah yeah was, definitely done there, there was always a way or like maybe i'm just gonna like kick in a door and like threaten somebody like one time in man just not getting paid this this isn't a fighting story but there's a place called the bug jar <laughs> in Rochester. yeah that still and exists like, 
Yeah, well, fuck that play. <laughs> or at least fuck that play. I don't want to get your podcast theater. It's okay. Nah, you're good. You got their name. But, like, <laughs> it was a really good show there. Totally packed. And there's a tip jar. And people are, like, going crazy with the damn chip jar all night. And at the end of the night, we go to grab the tip jar. And the people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is a tip for us to buy more toiletries for the menu. <laughs> toiletries? Wow. Yeah. That's what they said. Wow. So it wasn't for you. It was to raise money for them. It wasn't. And luckily the promoter felt so bad that he ended up paying us probably. <laughs> they just so they right. throw successful DIY rap shows to pay for toilet paper. They better be getting really good toilet paper. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what my, they do yeah. at church, I, I think. I know people who pay, pay, play there all the time. Seems like a great fucking place. It's, I think that's what they do at yeah, church. I mean, I think maybe oh, this was, was just like that's a, a bad change. bartender yeah, that wanted changed. to pocket some shit. Yeah, I don't yeah know, it's probably case to case. Too. Out. How about yeah. the other, where so where the guys almost killed you and you had to call 911, did you ever talk to the promoter? The yeah, promoter sure. just never showed up. Right. So one thing, you know, I learned you got to get paid up front, but I was like 23 or 24 years old. So yeah. I was just happy I was supposed to get $250 for a show. Which yeah, right. Turned into zero at the punk bar, but yeah. Yeah, I I like never get paid up front. I'm total pushover. If I, And like, I'd never like fight people over money. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm beat. Well, people yeah. are cooler now. I feel like people were more adult and the people putting on shows are more adult. I've never had an instance in like, and granted, I don't tour like I used to, but it's been like at least 10 years where someone's like, sorry, we can't pay you. And it just never ends well. And like, I have actually fought promoters and stuff like that. And you know that's so yeah. weird like what other kind of thing can you do where it's like oh yeah i just can't pay you sorry that's fucking so weird yeah like, it's always oh, like i have a wild story that's actually. fucking insane it'd be like if I like, feel like <laughs> sorry, i feel like yeah, to not right. tell this story would just be a damn damn shame yeah tell us yeah. Not getting paid. is this the one so, i'm gonna animate <laughs> it was me and johnny larock and uh we're in indiana um i don't even remember we're in indiana but so I get offered two shows, Mickey Avalon at the Grog Shop in Cleveland, which I said no to. I'm like, no, I want to keep it real. I want to open up <laughs> Quell. So you you know Quell. It was like Quell, Robust, some of those G4 guys, Galapagos 4, which was like a popular indie label back in the day. Yeah, I know the so names, we, but I'm not super uh, familiar with those dudes. Yeah, yeah. Just some dudes that have been doing Quell at this point has been doing it forever, forever, ever. Chicago yeah. guy. But I really wanted to open for them. And, you know, like a lot of these stories, I was like 22 or 23 years old at the time. So we drive to Indiana, which is only about four hours. And it's at this terrible sports bar that just smells like French fries and stale beer. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's wait for the people to show up. We play. There's nobody there. I'm like, uh, they must be coming for Quell. Meanwhile, like after our set, Quell's just like talking to us about conspiracy theories. And, like, we can't <laughs> and he's just like dropping some knowledge on us or whatever. And we're like, all right, Quell. Like, I don't want to tell you to be quiet because you're Quell. And we came here to open up the show for you. So Quell goes on. There's still nobody there. And the promoter is kind of just sitting in the corner drinking beers and quell and robust and these guys they corner him and like i guess they got some money out of him walked him to an atm machine or whatever and then 
we're up and it's our turn and we're not going to corner the dude because we're staying with him and all of our belongings are at his house. So we just want to be cool. And I'm talking to my friends who are there, Johnny LaRock. I'm like, well, what should we do? And he's like, well, our stuff is at the guy's house. Let's just chalk it up as a loss. And I was stubborn back then. I'm like, no, no, but what are you going to do? So, Oh, I forgot to mention he also has a ride to the show. So, we're getting <laughs> why, why the fuck would you book somebody, have them stay at your house, get, and then or whatever, and then not pay him? Right, dude. It, that's yeah. fucking. Weird. Right, we gotta hear the rest of the story. Sorry, go ahead. I this, I the second the part of the story might explain. Oh yeah, yeah. Why okay. Oh yeah. He okay. didn't do that. All right, so let's hear. So <laughs> he has a van, and we're like, all right, like let's go. And the dude is so shit faced. <laughs> He can't even stand up. So he's like, can you drive my van? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It, but I do end up driving his van because I just want to get back to his house and get back to sleep. And I'm asking him for directions. And the dude is like nodding in and out of consciousness. Now, in retrospect, I'm like, well, maybe he was just not drunk. But I don't know. Yeah, right. So like the guy can't even give me directions to his house. I'm like shaking him while I'm driving <laughs> to wake him up every few minutes. I'm like, do I make a left here? Do I make a right here? Just telling him the name of the streets. And miraculously, <laughs> we get back to his house and we're getting ready to go to bed. He passes out in his room. You know, we're like, let's just go to bed. And all of a sudden, maybe an hour later, there's a totally naked child standing in front of me just looking at me. <laughs> so I open my eyes and I'm just sort of looking at this kid. And then the kid just lets out this guttural scream like, ah! and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, this goes on throughout the night. We can't find the show promoter. You know, we think he's in his room, but we can't really find him or his room. There's just <laughs> a naked child running around and, like, every few hours staring at us and screaming. So it was it was quite the adventure. I would have been looking for money. <laughs> was it the dude's around. kid or what? Like, wh I don't understand what happened. I would have said, I hey, guess, kid, where's the jewels yeah. at? Where's the jewelry? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I think it that's must have bad. been the dude's kid. That's wild. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah, that was definitely one of the most bizarre experiences. That sounds it sounds like The Ring or like <laughs> fucking the grudge or something or and i'm not gonna lie this kid was scaring the shit out of me yeah <laughs> yeah man how old are we talking like a year old or like <laughs> seven or something or like my guess young? would be two two okay <laughs> they, i'm no baby expert they, but they, <laughs> they well, definitely I mean, need walking a around, parent they gotta be at least like a year or 18 months or something right? so, yeah at least two yeah that's still creepy. We don't have to get into walking science either. That's <laughs> no, just creepy. Fuck. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, I should have asked the baby where the where the. Yeah, uh, where's the money in the jewelry? <laughs> at, Give us the fucking money, baby. Where's your dad's expensive watches? At? <laughs> dude, that and yo, know, that show in Texas where the dude tried to fight me. I just remembered this too. Yeah. You got us a place to stay in, in like someone's condo, and like nobody was there, and we like like I don't remember how we got in. But we just stayed in like an empty condo in a living room. And somewhere in the morning, I heard a door slam open and like and people were yelling, like, oh, fuck, I'll fucking kill him. What the fuck? And and then like and no one ever came in and the door was open 
And I woke Cody up like, yo, I think those dudes from the bar who tried to fight me like came here. And then like before they did something insane, like to go to jail for like someone like talked to them like, yo, we can't do this. This is fucking crazy. Wow. And I still to this day don't know what happened. But they like opened the door and left it open or like, like they kicked the door in and came inside to kill us. And then fucking we're like, we, this oh, is, we've gone too far. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see shit. I Maybe heard it was different people. Uh, yeah. Even then it was like, like they were weird. looking for the people that were supposed to it be. It probably is one of those things yeah. where it wasn't connected. But in my yeah. mind, I was like, how can this not yeah. be connected? Yeah. Dude, I still don't remember. I don't even know where the fuck That's we stayed. Crazy. I would love to know who the people were that tried to fight you because I must have put them on a show. And granted, in Austin, I feel like I put a lot of weird people on shows just to like fill out bills or like there's pay, a lot of you paid him though, right? We've all done it. <laughs> you paid him all though. He doesn't even remember. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't remember. I, don't re- I have zero <laughs> recollection of the show, but I'm glad that I got you guys like a luxury condo. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened. He didn't man. say it was luxury. It was it was you guys luxury. Are probably staying nice. at the I room. It's probably the wrong address. I I honestly have a memory that they were not on the bill, and it was like it was kind of like they would not. They were relentless about like let us play, and so at the and ver- did they have instruments or no, was it just there was some other band there that was like oh we'll 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 jam out while they rap for a little while, and then the little while turned into like. 40 minutes and the band was like we're leaving we're loading like this is too long and then when the band quit they were like well we got to keep going we're the best this is going so well let's get that guy from new jersey's cable he's got one he's got the most elusive seven dollar cable in all of austin let's bother him so we can play another hour and a half and i was so funny (laughs) i feel like i have an idea who it could be but but because they begged to get on a lot of shows and they would just go on and on, but they don't seem like the fighting type. Well, so I don't know if it's. I don't know that they were super so committed to fighting me either, unless it was them who yeah. broke an house to kill me later. But they were like just kind of talking shit to me after, and I was like, I'm gonna fight these dudes. <laughs> and then okay, you were the fight. Well, they were calling me a bitch and stuff, so I was like, man, like I don't really want to go to jail in Austin. And I don't, I don't want to get beat up by two dudes in Austin either. Yeah. But like, jail sucks in Austin. I also had like, there's a part of me that's like, where sometimes it's hard for me to walk away from a thing like that. And but Cody was like, dude, just get in the car, let's go. This is done now, Poor Cody, because he's like, this is in my control. Like he's, you know, he didn't say it, but he's like, Ray can just get in the car. Like there's nothing's happening where this can't be over right now. He was like, homeless has a luxury condo. <laughs> Nobody Come on, gotta dude. go. Who cares? The refrigerator is stacked with sodas. <laughs> I do remember. I think I slept on the floor of the condo, so I don't know why I did that. If we had all this room, so I don't know what the luxury was. I don't know if we met anyone. It wasn't fully furnished. <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, it was. Uh, I think you basically said that about those guys. Like, oh, these guys asked to get on every show. These guys, so it probably is totally. everything, but maybe they didn't try to fight me, and I was just like, Yeah, if it's the same guys, one of them became like uh, a good friend of mine, and we have a bunch of music together. And I, I it just totally sounds like it that's was, great. Yeah, I've had a bunch of guys who call me a bitch, and we fought in the street, and we became good friends totally. Later, yeah, so that's yeah. you know, like, that's these the guys best. are so annoying, they want on every show, and I'm like, Hey, you want to make an EP together <laughs> six yeah. years later? I just remembered that condo thing came back to me like in a flash, which is like, because I remember being like, oh, I'm going to die right now. Like, it sounded like a movie where someone kicks the fucking door in to rob the house or something. Yeah. And it was scary. Yeah, I wonder someone already robbed it. Because in my, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I don't know. There was something complicated about that night. I don't, I don't even know if we saw you besides the show on that one. But they, 
the uh, I just remember being like, because it's not my condo. So I hear someone yelling and door slam, and I'm like, oh, somebody who lives here is like having a domestic issue. Like I'm just gonna. Right, you yeah. sure you weren't sleep. dreaming? I've had pretty good yeah. oh, no, experiences like that. You think you're you think you're allowed to sleep somewhere, and then like people bust in. Oh like, my god! Fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. That is that shit. It's a dude's wife is like, I fucking told you no more of this shit, and you're like, oh my god, dude, it's, just, where, it's three a.m. Man, I just want to sleep before I have to drive. I've been at places where I thought I was allowed to live there, and people came in and were like, <laughs> yo, you're not this ain't you're not supposed to be. You know what I mean? I was like, what the? Yeah, fuck? those people are called cops, Eric. <laughs> No, no, no. I've had <laughs> landlords come in and say, there's not supposed to be another, per- or whatever, shit like Interesting. that. Like dumb shit. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've stayed in a lot of places that were interesting, but never where someone kicked the door in. It sounds like a good Airbnb. What if you're at an Airbnb and that happened? Someone kicked it's the door. It's my worst nightmare. <laughs> so when Bella books Airbnbs out of the country for us, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know, man. What's this going to be? This is going to be a, tra- a trap? This is going to be a crazy trap. To get one up. time. That's why it's, always, it's always beautiful. You ever been on tour and someone just crawls in the bed with you and you think you have a bed yourself and then next thing you know, you're so, sleeping next to a stranger. Yep. Someone or something. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's I've always a smelly dude. No, that's never happened to me. I did. Uh, <laughs> when I stayed happened. at that, that guy's house in Albany with my band, we like stayed there for two nights and uh, I like asked my friend to like sleep in on the same mattress as me. So that guy didn't come in and I think it was the only thing that saved me that's that smart. night. Yeah. It was also super awkward that me and Kenny shared a bed when we like both stayed on the complete opposite ends, so we didn't touch each other. You got to do like the foot to toe thing when you're on tour with somebody. So like you're sleeping, your feet are by their head, and vice versa. I, I trusted Kenny, so together. and it worked out. What's the comedian? He's like, I never understood the toe, feet to toe, head to toe, because your genitals are still in the same. Place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you're 69 or something, yeah. just, right? You're just not gonna make out, but now yeah. you can still have sex. Ready to suck some toes. <laughs> It's like a facing away from each yeah. other or whatever. Yeah. What the fuck? That's weird. That's it also was a room filled with trash from floor to ceiling, except for the mattress. Nice. So I was like scared as it was because I was like, I'm going to die because all the shit's going to fall on me while I'm sleeping. Dude, we stayed in a house in, uh, I think we were in Arkansas. It was a house in the middle of the woods. We were like, how the fuck is the show here? And the show was actually pretty cool. Like kids came, you know, when there's something like that where there's no scene, Love. really people like all the same people go to every show at the spot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But the house was fucking wow. atrocious Lots and it was snakes and spiders it was and like stuff. 98 degrees in the middle of the night and that the, there's no ac and they, they where had was a, it again where in the country i think arkansas arkansas and they had this fucking pool table with pizza boxes stacked to the ceiling like yeah. old pizza boxes and it was like i guess like you know haha we order pizza every night we're scumbags and uh like at one point khalil like tried to eat some of the pizza oh. like crust and he was like i was like dude that's old and he was and there was like bugs coming out of it and I found the one room with air conditioning and this dude was watching hardcore videos and doing coke in the room. And it was like the year I was sober. And he's like, you want coke? And I was like, this is every man's dream. I just got to go to bed. And but he's watching like bands from Jersey on. And so I was like, oh, I can talk to this guy. And then eventually he left. And I took that the only clean couch in the only clean room with AC. And I got a nap. Uh, but all the other dudes, man, they got bit up by fucking like bed bugs and shit. Oh, it was mm. the grimiest. And everybody who slept in the bus fucking got it was like a hundred fucking degrees oh it was the Ugh. most brutal fucking night <laughs> show was cool though rob being yeah. in my band for that long tour we did was like probably the only reason why we ever stayed anywhere relatively safe because he was the other voice of reason <laughs> right. so like we played one venue and it was this house it was, it was a great fucking show but everybody's like standing on the couch where we're 
that's the only couch we can sleep. Yeah, right. And, um, yes. and it was the dirtiest house ever. The fact that the floor didn't cave in was like crazy. There's people watching from like outside through the window. It was just, it was just like a mess and like the power went out. So like my amp got fucked up and like it was just everything that you don't want to happen. And uh, we, me and Rob were like, now we can't fucking stay here. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the only reason why I'm still alive. <laughs> I've, I've stayed in a lot of places where you slept on the floor of the venue yeah. after you played. Yeah. Of the venue? Usually nice. the least comfortable. Yeah. It's also it's, like the house was humbling. nasty. What's that? It's kind of humbling to sleep on the stage where you just perform. Yeah. 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 yeah where people are spilling their drinks and puking. Yeah. I don't know where I saw it in a movie once where a guy <laughs> used his shoe as a pillow. Yeah. Uh, but I did that drunk a bunch. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd rather sleep on the floor at Champs than sleep at this house that we played at. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Mm. Um, but yeah, tour's great. Uh-huh. Did we learn anything this week? Yeah, I was just going to ask. I have to piss. Uh, but tour is great. Oh. We learned. Uh, you know, booking tour sucks and like shows kind of suck and getting your shit places sucks and your car breaks down. That sucks. But tour is great overall. I learned how to. Uh, oh, wait, not from this episode, I guess. I just learned this <laughs> week how to fix my Roomba. Okay. Oh, you just learned that this week. Yeah. I guess we could open it. You know it how there's that. a bumper on it when it bumps into shit? Uh huh. Over time, it makes this wire break. It's okay. Like a known issue, and I had to like figure it out. And then did I you jail? It. Did you brick it? What? Yeah. No, I, I, I want to make it. Bricking is when you make it not work anymore. Oh, okay. You could probably start <laughs> no. a business fixing Roombas. Like, guys, yeah, we're going to, dude, I called. It was it. so expensive. I called because I knew what the problem was, and I wanted to call and see if they They said it'd be 150 bucks. To fix it. Modern day just, better I call Saul. I soldered it and fixed it in like five minutes. That's a guy good. who now fixes Roombas. Uh, did you learn anything? Oh, man. I learned that uh, just got to gotta get that money up front. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a deposit. Take that's a really smart. 90% deposit. I'm always, I'm so, I always want people to like me and I'm always like, it's too nice to people and I, I get fucked out of money a lot on tour. But uh, I was recently talking to somebody about tour and I do miss it. And I'd say the last like four or five tours I did before COVID were like the best I've ever done. And they just kept getting better. Like yeah. the people I went with were awesome. The money we got was awesome. The places we stayed were awesome. I just had the best time. And it just felt like an upward trajectory instead of doing the same. Do you think? Like, yeah. Like, oh, we didn't Absolutely. get paid. We're sleeping in the car. So you think you're trying to fight now, me. you plan it a lot better? Like where you're going to stay? I think the people I go like with. That. I think I attached myself to some better people and that's who, and they were, they either had like good booking agents. They knew how to do it better. They cared more about the quality of yeah, what yeah. they did. Cause no, I, I get it. Me and the other guys are just like, you know, fucking throwing shit at the wall half the time. We, for yeah. when I booked the first tour I booked, like every date was 12 to 13 hours apart. Yeah. Like, cause I'm just looking at the map going, I don't care. I can get a show here. I can get a show here. Right. I get so every day we'd wake up like, we're going to be late for the show. Yeah. We're right. We don't leave right now. We're gonna be late. If we have to stop to get gas, we're late for the show. We're late. It was like every yeah. fucking first couple of tours I booked were like that. I thought that's how it had to be. When I was dating my ex and I wasn't playing music yet, he like booked a show in Virginia, and I looked up where it was. It was seven and a half hours. He's like, "No, it's only five hours away." I'm like, "You're gonna listen to like yourself that you think Virginia, this t- town in Virginia, is only five hours away." Even the border of Virginia is in five Dude, hours. I know, away. and they wouldn't fucking believe me. We left late. We had to stop every hour, literally, to piss and buy more beer. Oh yeah, that adds hours. Oh my, it was crazy. We got there so late, and they paid them first. They just like showed up and handed them, I don't know, like a hundred bucks. Wow. And then they played. It was awesome, actually. Was well, like, that's cool. Yeah, but I didn't play the show. I just drove the whole time because I was so fucking mad. So we guess we learn if. You should prepay 
bands that are playing. Yeah, and lawyers pay people case. you pay people you book, for sure. Yeah, even if you you know everything goes wrong, you still owe them something. But you owe them preferably what you said you'd give them. I'm never booking another show again. Yeah, it's I'm not a big fan of doing it anymore. Give them a luxury condo. To give stay them, in. Yeah, there with, you go. And make sure they don't get murdered. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, you got anything to promote? You got some. You, you just did something with Cool Keith, right? Uh, yeah, me and Cool Keith have a 12 inch called Aliens, and that's out right now. That's we have sick. a pink cover repress. Cool. Uh, we have a single, another single drop in called Monsters that's going to be on streaming services here in a few weeks. And then there's going to be another 12 inch to follow up. So we got the Aliens and Monsters kind of companion pieces. And awesome. Yeah. What's it like to work with Cool Keith? Can can I just ask you that? Is that weird for me to ask? Yeah, that? yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Cool Keith. He's he's living the gimmick, man. Like he is what you hear in the lyrics. He's, he's out there. A, he's just a, he's a weird eccentric dude, and like he's you know he's definitely self aware, and like there's 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 a funniness, but he's. Cool Keith is just such an OG. That's he awesome. Has, he has bars where it's like and and like twenty years before anybody else is doing it, where they're just like so fucking out there and then it's like they don't rhyme and like i love shit like that like just taking yeah, he, big swings ahead of his time. Uh, yeah he was ahead of his time first like like decades ahead of his time man that's so cool that's really huh. fucking cool man love to hear it well thanks for doing the show man it's so great to see yeah, you thanks i think this is the most yeah, i've ever talked to you player. probably like sober at least i think that is true we'll have to we'll have to get you down to north carolina for a. Uh, for a show this year that'd be cool man i would like to start booking stuff again it is hard for me to with having a big boy job now to do stuff but yeah. i can make it work uh i got i get paid vacation now so yeah make it work at some i mean point. we did we went to montreal for 24 hours that's true so like you could do that's this true. yeah north carolina is not that that no. far yeah it's probably closer than montreal we do a weekend no yeah. it's not montreal's yeah the shows here are actually good too so what can i ask north what part of north carolina is? I'm in Greenville, North Carolina, Greenville. which is a it's a, it's kind of a little college town. Yeah, there's a great DIY scene there. Yeah, nice. I've played there before. Actually, it's awesome. Yeah, at, oh cool. A different time when you like one of the times you weren't living there. Mm-hmm. I, I played there, I think. But yeah, man, thanks. And wh- where can people get your stuff? Where's the best place? Uh, you could get my stuff at the four four finger band band camp. It's a four finger. Uh, I can look it up. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> you can edit the actual band camp. I don't have an actual. We could um, we could put the link too in the description. Four finger distro. So. Four finger distro. Four finger cool. distro. That's like uh, when they shoplift in The Simpsons. Four finger discount. Four finger oh, discount. Yeah, I only got four finger. I bet that's where it's from. That's yeah. great. Yeah, you got. I love to it. Plug. Uh, I do kind of. Okay. So you plug yours? <laughs> well, if you don't. No, whatever. plug it. Plug, plug it. it. The new Derek Smacklin. Uh, no charge, no bars, no services on Bandcamp, and I just saw that it's on Spotify. Oh, oh great! Fine. Congratulations! So, That's great. It's probably it might be on Apple now. I don't know. I just don't use Apple. I don't know if our podcast is on Apple. I don't think we yeah, ever we gotta fixed that. that out. Uh, uh, I have something to plug. Go Birds. Because there's yeah, a Super care. Bowl. By, two, by <laughs> the time this comes out, they'll have already won. Whatever. He said, "I don't care." I know you don't care. Oh, that's funny. I, I care. I, I didn't say we went it. to that He's comedy show in Philly. I had to pretend like I cared. That's everything. You, know? you were in Philly on Friday. Yeah. Orange so Theory. So was every I. Week, yeah, everybody. We went, we went and saw Sean Patton. You know who that is? That sounds familiar. I don't know. Yeah, he was on uh, Those Who Can't. He was like, he has a mm. comedy special. He's I was funny. in Philly on Friday too. So the Super Bowl. That's what you're plugging. The Super Bowl. They <laughs> need <birds>. the help. 
Yeah. Uh, Raymond Strife, 666.com. Uh, I don't really have much. We still got our song Wolves up on every uh, platform. Yeah, I got, I got some stuff. I got things working on. Yeah, cool. we'll get some stuff yeah. done. Dude, I got nothing to plug. MC Homeless, thank you so much for being here. It was here. nice to meet you. Fucking stick around. We're going to take a selfie with your screen. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Uh, stick around for stay a right yeah, there. It, it, you guys froze first. Okay. All right, cool. All right. All right, hang tight. Punk's out. The Agent Punk's Complain is recorded at Sketchism's Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backlund. The theme song, The Aging Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Il Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Aging Punk's Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a message that may be featured on the show. Just call or text 609-358-0804.